0: Welcome to the Old cadger Show. We opened up the program this week with uh, the piano stylings of Little Jack Little, and he performed for us the song Three O'Clock in the Morning. That was followed by the uh, the sparkling stylings of Hatta Brooks, and she gave us the humoresque boogie. Well, this is the Old Codger Show. I'm the Old codger playing 70 RPM records like they were going out of style. Well, we, we have another new sponsor for the Old Codger Show. You know, you know, when we returned to the airwaves uh, back to the regular schedule back in June, we had no committed sponsors. There was two. Uh, Grove's Emulsified Nose Drops, and uh, Malodorous Joe's Fortified Skunk Jerky. Well, since that time, my marketing director and advertising sales manager, Laura Bell Pancake, she's also my agent, she's been working the phones to line up merchants who are proud to be identified with the old Kaja Show. These fine sponsors are eager to put their money where my mouth is. Well, as you know, Gus Bodenheim and his sister, Unita, are denouncers for many of these commercials. Now, Gus Gus recently emerged from five weeks at the Bodenheim Rehab Institute. Now, that's a detox center devoted entirely to members of America's most depraved family, the Bodenheims. Hundreds of Bodenheims have been remanded there over the years. Several dozen have left the grounds as marginally productive citizens. Uh, Most of the others have been retained indefinitely. And a few escaped and returned to their dissolute ways. A few went in and were never seen again. Ah, The Bodenheim Clinic is remarkable in that it serves a very limited genetic demographic. It only serves Bodenheims. The place is uh, quite busy year-round. Being a Bodenheim is a blessing and a curse. It's a blurse. That's why they refer to the Bodenheim blurse. Anyway, the Bodenheim Institute has been around a long time. It was uh, created by the state of New Jersey over 100 years ago. And it was originally devoted to eugenics. That's right, they were specifically trying to improve the Bodenheim gene pool, but the eugenicists found, the best way to accomplish that was forced sterilization of all Bodenheims so the family tree would wither and die. However, they, they also found that by housing all these Bodenheims under one roof. These morally bereft creatures began to inbreed. So the mission was deemed a failure, and it was defunded by the state. So then... But but I'm telling you more than you need to know about Gus's family. I hope I'm not violating any privacy here. Anyway, back to the commercial. Uh, the commercial that Gus Bodenheim is about to read introduces yet another ingenious and appealing product from the folks at Del Barton Holistics, which is a division of Del Barton Automotive. Well, uh, oh, here here's Gus.
1: My friends, consider the humble comma. Sometimes it makes all the difference.
2: Let's eat, children. Let's eat, children.
1: It's this kind of insight that inspired the innovators at Del Barton Holistics to create a new kind of chew and swallow energy product. It's called the gross butt bar. It tastes terrible, but. You see, it's the one with the comma. The gross butt bar is an all natural pick me up made of the finest artisanally curated ingredients. Silky kale, decadent carob, coy, pouting lecithin, some kind of mineral rich shale byproduct, cardio compatible catfish oil, Trader Joe grade methadrine compote, genuine pseudoephedrine, the kind mama used to hide, non chill filtered acai bark. Processed rancho malario ash, locally sourced. A proprietary amalgam of rare phosphorescent algae, reasonably scarce spirulina and or gelatinous gobs of common everyday gut bacteria, plucked at the very peak of probiotic likelihood, and cruelty-free raisin-derived flavonoids for sweetness. Gross taste, but these powerful ingredients will leave you... Well, they'll leave you, eventually. So whether you're taking a test or gearing up for a grueling workout in need of a little midday pep or simply hangry, think gross, but. And whatever you do, don't leave out the comma.
3: Poppity Bip, Bobpity Scooty. Swan dive or Rooty. Ah, oh, swan dive. Uh, Clabs of Rooty in the San Rooney. Laguna Orini or Laguna o' or Laguna o'
4: When I ask you to work You say your back hurts Is that the human thing to do? Why spend money To roam away from home? Ain't I good enough for you? Just like a bulldog Loves his bones I want every big Daddy, you've been holding out too long. I'll be a two-time mama from now on. Don't be surprised when you don't find me home. Daddy, you've been holding out too long. I thought no other man could be no sweeter But I found out you're only a cheater Daddy, you've been holding out too
5: long Your
4: love for me now is cold as ice Your heart is like a marble stone if you can't treat me
5: nice,
4: why don't you leave me alone? I'm telling you to your face, you son of a gun. When the Lord made man, he made more than one. Daddy, you've been holding.
6: With their throne. I got a kingdom in the hollow of my hand. I'm the Empress Joan. Hail from Harlem. Saddle here. Knocked this congo on its ear. I came, I saw, and I conquered a nation with my trigora. My witchcraft made a make a crown for me. The natives do a lot of bowing down for me. And any one of them would go to town for me. The hot top birthday. I brought my bottle of Chanel with me. I took along a script of Lulu Bell with me. I win them all, but oh, it raises Hell with me, the hot, hot, hot players I fool fool 'em, fool em, playin' a part I rule them, rule em. I've got an art and I
5: gruel them
6: Right from the start, I gave em that hot Genese quatcha, the new name for the Congo stamping Ground Is Empress Jones is African vamping ground? I don't allow no camping on my camping ground. I'm hot, hot and potent. potent and hot. Hot and hot potent. <laughs> Growl it out, boy. Growl it out. The jungle now has lots of chic to it, A touch of cloisonné and of la lick to it. And who put all this drawing room technique to it? The hot, hot, potent place. Mm. This wild and savage open airy land with lions and with tigers was a scary land until i made of it a savoir fairyland dear hot and hot potentate i them right from the start oh kid, when they were smart i made them copy my heart. i gave all their movements modern improvements the jungle's not what one supposes is now. The heathens live upon a bed of roses now. And Cartier rings they're wearing in their noses now. For the hot and potent, potent and hot.
7: Don't put no more bacon powder and your bread you see. Cause your biscuits is plenty tall enough for me. If I don't want no more sugar, and your jelly roll you'll see, cause your jelly roll is plenty sweet enough for me. Some men like lunch meat, and some they like so town. Some men don't care for biscuits they like the dog big fat bomb. But baby, don't put no more begging powders in your bread, you see. Cause your two biscuits plenty big enough for me. You see, cause your biscuits is plenty tall enough for me. Baby, don't put no more sugar and your jelly roll, you see, cause your jelly roll is plenty sweet enough for me. There's some men you know they're straight, some crickets are ball of snakes, some men don't like bunging biscuits like the dog phone flat fatty cake. But baby, don't put no more bacon powders. And your bread, you see. call your biscuits is all enough
0: for me. We started out that set of fine music with the Slim Gaylord Quartet. And they uh, did Laguna O' Rooney. Uh, followed by Blue Lou Barker. And uh, she sang, You've Been Holding Out Too Long. Then we heard Ethel Waters with the Hot and Tot Potentate. And Bo Carter with... Your biscuits are big enough for me. I'm the old cadger here on WFMU, playing 78 RPM records only. That's the only format we acknowledge exists in the world of recorded music. Now, I want to say Bo Carter, who I just played, was renowned. Bo Carter was renowned for writing uh, tender, romantic ballads. He knew how to appeal to the ladies by singing about a man's innermost feelings for a gal. I'm sure you know one of his big hits, an elegant little number titled uh, Please Warm My Wiener. That was covered by so many dashing radio crooners during the 1930s. He also wrote other tender ballads like uh, She's Your Cook, But She Burns My Bread Sometimes. And he wrote It's Too Wet and Ride My Mule and Let Me Roll Your Lemon. Ah, his lyrics were brimming with subtlety. Irving Berlin and Cole Porter were jealous of Bo Carter's deft way with words. Of course, I knew Bo Carter. We were drinking buddies for a while. But then he did something that was unforgivable. He stole my codpiece. Yes, the Edison heirloom codpiece. Uh, he's been handed down from generation to generation. Well, not literally handed down. It was often just packed in a trunk, that someone inherited after somebody else died. The Edison heirloom codpiece originally belonged to the elder, older codger, the first, who was uh, born in 1601. He died in 1742. We all live a long time. Eventually, it came into my possession. I inherited it, and I treasured it. It had the fragrance of history. I tried it on once, but it didn't quite fit. But it had Sentimental value, since it was a family heirloom. But Bo Carter stole it, and he never gave it back. I also once lent him a bar of soap. Never got that back either. Anyway, so much for Bo Carter. We have something very delightful. Now, I t- promised last week that uh, Vaughn DeLeith would uh, be in the studio with us today, and she is. She's here, and she's accompanied by May Singie Breen, one of the foremost virtuosos Of the ukulele. Hello, ladies. Uh, Yes, hello. Yes, stand over by the microphones there. You'll be on the radio soon. They will be giving you easy to follow instructions on the basics of playing the ukulele so you can develop your talents on this marvelous instrument. Now, I understand that the ukulele is going through one of its periodic revivers, and this time it's taking place without the public ubiquity of Arthur Godfrey that spider from hell. So, here are Vaughn and May, a songbird, and a plucky virtuoso, teaching you to uke. I suggest you take notes. Get a pencil.
2: We shall begin our ukulele lesson by tuning. Keep the folder in front of you, then hold your ukulele in correct playing position. Start with the fourth string, the one nearest to you, which is A. Ready, tune. <laughs> Now tune the third string, which is D. Now the second, which is F-sharp. And now the first string, which is B. We shall now learn the chords used in my old Kentucky home in the key of G major. In paragraph six of the folder, look at diagram number one. In the following instructions, all are given for the left hand unless otherwise specified. For the G major chord, place the first finger on the second string at the first fret. Have you that? Now the second finger on the fourth string at the second fret. Now run the first finger of the right hand over all the strings and play like this. For the G seventh chord, keep the position of G major, which is the chord you have just played, but add the third finger to the third string at the third fret. Again run the first finger of the right hand over all the strings and play like this. For the C major chord, place the 1st finger over the 1st and 2nd string at the 1st fret. Hold both strings down with one finger, then place the 2nd finger on the 3rd string at the 2nd fret, and the 3rd finger on the 4th string at the 3rd fret. Ready? Play. Now the next chord is A7. Place the 1st finger on the 2nd string at the 1st fret, the 2nd finger on the 3rd string at the 2nd fret, and the 3rd finger on the 1st string at the 2nd fret. Now try it. Fine. Our last chord of this lesson is D7. This is an easy one. Just place the 1st finger on the 1st string at the 1st fret. Ready? Play. Now we're ready to play My Old Kentucky Home. Turn to the last page of your folder where the chords are outlined for you under the music. Play with me and I will call the name of the chord as we make the change. Ready? Begin. G, C seven, C and back to D. G. G A seven and D seven through the measure. G in the folder. We will demonstrate them on the chord of G. First the common stroke. Down, up, down, up. Now the triplet stroke. Chicky, listen again. Now the syncopated stroke like this. And now the roll stroke and be sure to loosen your fingers. Now we shall apply the different strokes in my old Kentucky home
5: The sun
2: shines bright in my old-
8: I never feel the thing is real When I'm away from you Out of your embrace This world's a temporary parking place A bubble for a minute mm-hmm. You smile, the bubble has a rainbow in
5: it.
8: Say it's only a paper moon sailing over a cardboard sea. But it wouldn't be make-believe if you believed in me. Yes, it's only a canvas sky hanging over a muslin tree. But it wouldn't be make believe if you believed in me. Without your love, it's a honky tonk parade. Without. Your love. It's a melody played in a penny arcade. It's a Barnum and Bailey world, just as phony as it can be. But it wouldn't be make believe if you believed.
0: the show's moving along. Uh, Let me give you a little recap of what we heard in the previous uh, portion of the program. So uh, I want to thank Vaughn de Leith uh, for taking time from her very busy touring schedule these days. She's everywhere. Oh, boy. She's uh, on radio, and she's on concert stages everywhere, but she had time to come down to East Orange to my bunker, Little Codgers Bunker, and come into the Poutin shanty where we have a recording apparatus set up for these shows. And she brought along her friend May Singy Breen, who is great at the ukulele. And, and May played the ukulele while Von uh, taught you, the listener, how to play the ukulele. So you're probably very proficient at it now if you paid attention, if you wrote things down with a pencil, like I told you. And then after that, Playing the ukulele, we heard uh, Ukulele Ike, as Cliff Edwards, of course. And he sang the song, It's Only a Paper Moon. And then we heard uh, Little Jack Little playing the piano on Paradise. That was a little encore there from Little Jack Little, because uh, we heard a song by him opening up the program, of course. And then we finished up that uh, set of music with uh, Duke Ellington and his orchestra, with writing... On a blue note, this is uh, the old codger here at WFMU. I'm here every week for one hour playing 70 RPM records for you. You know, when I played ukulele Ike singing It's Only a Paper Moon, that is really one of my favorite songs. I like almost all versions of it, especially ukulele Ike. Uh, That song's been recorded by so many people over the years. Someone recently showed me a list of singers who have recorded it. It's a very long list. I've never heard of so many of these people. Who, who is Natalie Cole or Lena Zavaroni or James Taylor? I can't find any 78 RPM records by these people, so you'll excuse me if I question their artistry, if not their very existence. But I love the song so much that I thought, I thought I'd serenade you with my own impromptu rendition of it right now on the old codger show. Ahem. <clears throat> I gotta take a puff of my rancho malario first. Then have a little, uh, Gonna have a little slide of bourbon. Kind of fortifies me for this performance. Oh, yes. Uh, mm. <laughs> yes, okay, let's see. Uh, I think I remember the lyrics. You say it's only a paper moon Sailing over a cardboard sea But it wouldn't be make-believe If you believe in me Yes, it's only a canvas sky Hanging over a muslin tree But it wouldn't be make-believe If you believe in me Without your love It's a honky-tonk
1: parade
0: without your love. It's a melody played on a penny arcade. It's a Barnum and Bailey world, just as phony as it can be. But it wouldn't be make-believe if you believe in me. And then there's an instrumental there. I don't play any instruments. And then they repeat the, uh, the refrain. And then there's one more verse. They repeat the one I just sang. So that's it. That's my version of... I'm going to clap for myself since there's no audience here. Lollabelle was here, but I don't know where she went. Anyway. Okay, let's go back to the pre-recorded music now, the 78 RPM records. We've got... Uh, what do we got coming up here? we got got uh, Fabian Andre and his uh, tune Latin Magic on the Old Show here on WFMU. <laughs>
9: Look at Empress Josephine, the most attractive woman that ever was seen. Yet Napoleon, short and fat, captivates a lovely looking dame like that. Now with women like them, like men like those, why don't women like me? Hey, hey, why don't women like me? Last night I went out walking, my intentions were to click. But the sights I saw while walking out, they nearly made me sick. I must admit I saw some girls attractive little dears. Arm in arm with ugly men with cauliflower ears. Never women like them, like men like those. Why don't women like me? What can the attraction be? That's the thing that's all the stars that all that starts to worry me. Although I haven't got a bean, I've got a lot of things the girls have never seen. Now with women like them, like men like those. Why don't women like me? Hey, hey, why don't women like me? Now I went for my holidays down to the gay side. I saw a lot of things there being hidden by the tide The way the women jumped around the men there in the sea Made me think that there is still a good chance left for me Cos if women like them, like men like those, why don't women like me? of all the shapes and sizes there i've got a chance of licking yet i do declare all i don't want to be a nut, i saw a lot of things below the water watermark never women like them like men like those why don't women like me hey hey why don't women like me
5: Take an old hat, make it look like new Just add a ribbon or two, that's what I do To cut expenses I can make a dollar, jump right up and holler Talk about your lemon meringue I can make most anything But I just...
0: I'm sorry to say the program is just about over. And uh, I'll tell you what we listened to. Uh, We heard Latin Magic by uh, Fabian Andre and his orchestra. George Formby, great uh, British uh, music hall singer from the 1930s and 40s, sang a song called Why Don't Women Like Me? Then we heard Mildred Bailey with the Dorsey Brothers Orchestra. And uh, she sang, I can make most anything, but I can't make a man. And finally, the Charleston Chasers from 1927 with my Gar Sal. They featured uh, Red Nichols on trumpet, uh, Miff Mole on trombone, Jimmy Dorsey on clarinet, Arthur Schultz on piano, uh, Dick McDonough on banjo, and Vic Burton on drums. Now, Vic Burton's little brother, Ralph, used to host a radio show on WFMU back in the 1980s. He used to play great old jazz music, but then he ruined the show by just going on and on about himself. He was very inclined towards what we used to call wool-gathering. I think people who do that should not be given radio shows, unless their name is me. I'm the Earl Codger. All the vices you admire. None of the virtues you detest. It's always a pleasure to host this program week after week. If you want to book me for personal appearances... Contact my agent, Lola Bell Pancake. You can reach her at her business, the International House of Pancake. She always returns calls promptly. Oh, and she is single. She recently broke up with her boyfriend, Halid Bottlenecks. I'm glad, because he was a poltroon who fancied himself a musician. He had this cornet, and he'd blow into it, and out would come this horrible sound. Kind of like what you might hear if someone had found a way to get a toilet to make music. Anyway, uh, this is uh, your concert you back next week. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City in Rockland County at 91.9 FM. Online at WFMU.org. Yep, it's time for me to get plushed to the scuppers.
10: Commander, it seems there's been a security breach in Sector 5, but I can't detect any presence. Maybe it's a glitch in the alarm relay. Switch to manual video surveillance. Oh, no. You will surrender your supplies at Marconium immediately. Commander, bollocks. Beg pardon? Bollocks. Bandit Daleks. They were created for a television show years ago, but escaped and multiplied in the London sewer system. But our force shields will hold them. Not for long. Nothing can hold them for long. If they take the merconium, then we will have less than we have now. And we can't let that happen. What do we do? We have to send someone in the escape pod to the nearest planet to recruit Shemperai. The most deadly warriors in the galaxy. Shemperai. what are they like? Mmm, pudding. Ah, that doesn't look like pudding. It looks like beef stew. It's meat pudding. I got the recipe from a British friend. It doesn't look like any pudding I've ever seen. Oh, there they use the word pretty loosely for anything they can't immediately identify, like, What's that pool of pudding seeping out from under the dishwasher? I am never gonna eat again. Never order chocolate pudding there. That means pureed eel guts. Morning, all. Morning. Oh, what's that odor? Anyway, I got a message this morning, and it might be a lead on some work. What kind of work? I hope it's low skill and high paying. Even odds it's the other way around. What's the gig? Defending a space station against an army of robot bandits. Pass. How much does it pay? I bet a fortune. They will pay us in merconium. Baby poop? No, no, no. That's meconium. This is merconium. Oh, I bet that's valuable. Actually, they haven't found a use for it yet, but it's promising. They have already started mining it in space, and up until now, they assumed it was worthless. But since the robot bandits want it, it must have some value. You only know something is truly valuable when somebody murders you and steals it. So what is it, you guys? Are we going to help them or not? No. Absolutely not. Come on, they need our help. Do they, though? Risk my life to protect the worthless property of someone I don't know against someone I don't know? (laughs) That one is super easy. No. I'd like to help, but I've got this pudding to eat. And also, I said I'd clean the gutters with my tongue because I didn't guess the answer to Butchie's riddle. You said you would. I honor my word. You can't just let the space station be invaded. I'll go alone. No, wait. Then you'll come? No, I was being sarcastic. Of course I won't come. Listen, I think if there were four more of us, we'd have a chance. That is so dumb. If I could get four more of us to join, would you go fight the robots then? If one of them is the fictional superhero planet-crushing woman, I will go. It depends on who else goes. I agree with Butchie. I will take that as a challenge. I'll find someone. You'll see. Don, could I see you in my office for a second? Sure, Mr. Broker. Don, you're one of our best estate agents. Thank you, sir. Your sales record is astounding. I realize that some of that is because you were once a house yourself and it gives you special insight. You don't really know someone until they've walked in their shoes in you. My mother was a car once, and then when she wasn't, she became the greatest car salesperson in the history of Ford Maddox Ford. Yes, I remember your mother. She sold me my Ford Perfect. Heck of a car dealer, Mom. Yes. Anyway, Don, that being said, you're fired. Excuse me? Look, the fact that you have special insight is unfair to the rest of the sales force. They just can't compete. You're hogging the commissions. I see. Melissa, for instance, hasn't had a sale all month, and she has a family to feed. I understand. Look, I like you, Don. I... Like your joke about how you went from being a 3-2 back to being 5-8. Real estate jokes are my passion. I know, and I know that you'll land on your feet at some other location, location, location. Thank you, Mr. Broker, for the opportunity to work with you and the rest of the team at Alternate Realty. I know you'll succeed at whatever you do, Don. I'm sure I'll find some sort of work very soon. Good morning, Captain. I have mail for you. Mail? Mail? We're at sea. Aye. How do we get mail? The mailman, sir. Mailman? Well, not a man. A woman postal carrier. Kiana. Super sweet. But we're in the middle of the ocean. Neither rain nor snow nor vast expanse of sea will keep them from dropping off your mail. And we're lost. How did they find us? Perhaps we are only lost to ourselves. Well, open it up and read it to me. I don't have my glasses. Dear Captain Durr, Hi, how are you? I hope you're fine. I am. Thank you for your birthday money. I am using it to pay Butchie the money he says I owe him, which I didn't even know I did until your card arrived. So that was perfect timing. Also, I am writing to ask if you would like to join Hardy and Butchie and I fighting robots to the death in space for baby poop and also because it'll make us feel all puffed up and righteous. Looking forward to hearing back from you, your former employee at the restaurant, Louis Register, and then in parentheses, Lou. Oh, take a dictation, bosun. Dear Lou, no. Regards, Captain Durer. Now crumple that up and toss into the sea. Aye, aye, sir. This is the Emperor Hadrian, we have been listening to the hardy white radio play entitled Seven Shemperai." Before that, we heard the Maya guest tone poem, Nero Crushes Boudica," And before that, we heard just the quiet, faint whispers of dying stars in distant galaxies. Just a reminder that if you are tangled in a net of deception and rage, fighting makes it worse. So relax and enjoy the soothing sounds of Moral Ambiguity. Man, I'm having trouble recruiting people. Captain Durr said no, and I can't reach Don. You won't find anybody. Trying to be a hero is stupid. Grand gestures of salvation are self-aggrandizing. My only thing is, I don't really need any baby poo. It's not baby poo. It's some sort of new element. It might as well be baby poo. Again, if someone breaks in and tries to hurt Spiny or our houseplants... Or one of us. I guess... Anyway, then I'd gladly go into warrior mode. But protecting mineral rights on another planet? You gotta be kidding. I guess you're right. It's a lose-lose-win-lose-win.